Uh, welcome in everybody to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell along with my co-host Glenn Martin. DK in the background running the show. I'm excited to talk about what you guys will see on the title, of course, that being Lamar Jackson and, and what we're expecting this year and, and in comparison to his past years. But before we do, take a second, hit the subscribe button. You know, of course, turn your notifications. Give us a like for the algorithm love. Um, but I'm really excited to talk about this. And Glenn, let me just kind of set the stage really quickly. The reason I want to talk about whether or not Lamar Jackson can potentially match or better, you know, best his 2019 uh, performance is because I think a lot of people have written that possibility off uh, only because it was such a historic run for him that year, right? Not, you know, he, he would be a victim of his own success if he simply did worse than that. But I think, that there's a lot of things going on here that could make it possible. So I kind of want to talk about that. Um, so yeah, kind of where I was hoping to start is just kind of break down the stats to break down the stats of 2019 and then talk about the context of the offense. So do you have some stats up in front of you? Yeah, I got them all. What you need? Yeah. So let's talk about 19. Now we got to include the rushing. So give us just the entire stat line for Lamar Jackson in 19. Well, 19 was pretty, uh, a pretty fantastic year. So he obviously he had 66 completion percentage, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions, and he threw for just over 3,100 yards. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the the rushing numbers were fantastic in themselves, where he went over a thousand yards on the ground for um, another was it nine touchdowns. So I mean, the guy was uh, sensational, but. Mile, so when I look at this uh, this upcoming season and kind of where I expect Lamar Jackson to go, I, I look at, you know, when I say can he best 2019, I guess it depends on what you're asking. Like, could you can't yeah. best being the unanimous MVP, right? Like, that's right the best you can possibly do from an accolade standpoint individually. Now, team success is a different thing, but if you talk about individual accolades, unanimous MVP – is the top of the top. So I don't think he can best it from an individual accolade standpoint, but could he do better? Could he best his, his numbers? I think that's a possibility Jimbo, because while he led the league in touchdown passes that season, 2019, in fact, did so by three touchdowns more than who was in second. Uh, it was, a, it was kind of a, a lower year, uh, when it comes to t statistics offensively league-wide in comparison to what we've seen since then and even before then, in that he only led the league in touchdowns with 36 touchdowns. I mean, he led the league in touchdown passes with just 36. If you look at, like, the right. season after, it took 48 touchdowns to lead the league. And, you know, there was, there was five guys who had more than 36 in 2020. And, and then 2021 – there were seven who had that, who had 36 or more. So it, it was kind of a, a down year in general from a, from a, you know, at least a passing touchdown standpoint. So do I think he could better his 36 touchdown passes? I think he could Jimbo. I think he absolutely could. Now, part of that is that when I look at 2019 stats from, uh, from the Cleveland Browns, they had a guy named Baker Mayfield throw for, Almost 4,000 yards. So why can't Lamar Jackson better his his passing numbers where he barely threw for over 3,100? So if Baker yeah. Mayfield can throw for almost 39, then I think, I think Lamar Jackson could throw for more yards than he did in 2019. I don't think that's at all a stretch. So the big thing I have is 
how much because look, we're always uh, we always talked about Jimbo. A yard is a yard, whether it's gained through the ground or on the ground or through the air. So how much of a hit will he take from a rushing perspective? Because I think we can all agree that it's a chance his passing number, it's a good chance his passing numbers will get better, but how much will his rushing numbers get worse? Yeah, you know, I thought about this and initially I thought it was going to be a precipitous drop, like it was going to be significant and that, you know, something like one third of that year or one fourth of that year, right? Because I think he was around, he was like 1,200 yards or something crazy that year, that 2019, right? From from a rushing perspective. Um, yeah, so, believe, uh, I'm pulling it up right now, but yeah, it was it was right around 12, yeah. Because he broke the record, right? He broke Vic's record and, and uh, I was actually at that game, which was pretty cool, that Jets game. Um, froze my tail off, but it was worth it. Uh, anyway, 1206, by the way, 1206. Yeah, right. So, but I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I don't think the drop off is going to be as significant in the yardage. I think his carries and certainly planned carries will be less, yeah. but I, I'm going to say he's around 800 still. And the reason I think he's still around 800 is because he's such an efficient runner. And when he takes his shots, he always juices them for all their worth. I mean, he squeezes them for everything they've got and gets every yard he can out of them. And that's part of the thing that makes Lamar Jackson so great, so don't cut him off at the knees, right? Like, everyone talks about Lamar being a runner, and I think we've discussed this on the show years ago. Um, You know, if you think about even Russell Wilson's best years, the year that that they won a Super Bowl way back in the day when he was with Seattle Seahawks, which was like, you know, years ago, I think he ran for like 890 yards, you know, something like that, in that he was was much more of a dual threat than I think people consider – him to be, um, you know, in comparison to Lamar Jackson. But I think Lamar is going to mirror something like that in his yardage because he will always have that element of game of his game and always use it. So I think 800, but just like you said, I think where he takes a big jump is I think he clears 4,500 yards passing. I think he, he, he surpasses 40 touchdowns, you know, passing touchdowns. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a big year, but this is really why, Glenn, the reason I think he's going to have a big year has everything to do with the fact that, honestly, just as much as we don't know what's going to happen with Munkin under center, with the, I mean, excuse me, as the OC with uh, Lamar under center and with these weapons, we're obviously tuned into the Ravens. These other teams have very little idea what Munkin is going to do. There's going to be a decent half of the season where he's going to be able to punch people in the face and catch them by surprise. Similar to the way that that, t- that team kind of stormed onto the scene in 19, mm-hmm. because they weren't sure what Greg Roman and Lamar Jackson were together. Now they're not sure what Lamar Jackson and, and Munkin are going to look like together. And there's going to be naysayers. There's going to be doubters and all these things. And we're going to catch teams by surprise, I think, the same way we did in 19. Not that they don't respect Lamar, but this is a different – set of responsibilities he's going to have now. And I think there will people there. There are people that will think, eh, I don't know if this is best suited for him, but I, I mean, I think obviously he's going to prove them wrong based on the numbers, but that has me so excited when it comes to the production of Lamar Jackson, his possibility of surpassing 2019. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point. I want to kind of press it a little bit more when you talk about catching people by surprise and, and the, you know, the fact that people just weren't ready for this offense in 2019 when Roman and and Lamar Jackson got full control. And I I go, well, couldn't we have even more surprise with this group in that 
at least with Roman, like you had a pretty decent sample of what he could do with San Francisco and Colin Kaepernick. You had a pretty good sample of what he could uh-huh. do with Tarod Taylor in Buffalo. We have one yep. real season of Todd Munkin as an offensive coordinator, and I don't even know if you can fully count it because Fred Kitchens was the he- was the head coach, and he was hired because of what he did offensively with Baker Mayfield as the offensive coordinator of the year before. So it's pretty clear he still had his fingerprints on that offense. So isn't it more of an unknown of what Munkin will do than it even was with, with Greg Roman? Because at least we saw him have great success in San Francisco with a similar skill set and quarterback. So I think it's even more of a, of an unknown of what these two could bring. And I, I, so I think that the the unknown <laughs> factor. Now I know that Roman's offense was so unique, and that it was so predicated on having a unique run scheme, and that that you know yeah. was kind of unique in today's day and age. But as far as the as far as the un you know the unknown, I think it's more unknown about what this offense is going to be than even what it was with Greg Roman. Yeah, hundred percent. You said that perfectly. I think that's what I. I if I could go back and say what I said again, I would have said it like that because you're absolutely right. I mean, there was much more of a blueprint to Roman, right? But there, like, who knows what Munkin league wide, who knows what he's really going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just, like you said, there's very little evidence. There's very little um, of a blueprint. It's it's. And then on top of that, one of the things I've mentioned before is that I think one of the strengths of Todd Munkin and all the different roles he's had NFL big-time college, small-time college, different skill sets and skill levels is that he's so adaptable as a coordinator where, I mean, Greg obviously showed he was absolutely rigid. I mean, Greg was a rigid offensive coordinator for better or for worse. Obviously, a lot of things worked out for him. I mean, think about it. Who would have ever thought that Greg Roman would have had a quarterback that led the league in touchdown passes? Like just, never. you know what I mean? But ultimately, Greg was very rigid, and I think that, Allow that lends to some predictability. Uh, with Lamar Jackson, I think the roster, you know, if you compare this offensive roster to 2019, this roster is head and shoulders better. I think the only spot that it's comparable is the offensive line, right? Yeah. Like, because they had the Hall of Famer and, you know, and, and they had a lot of continuity there. But um, I still think the offensive line is comparable to what it was That's in 19. You know, and outside of that, though, man, this roster is head and shoulders a bit better. And I think that Munkin is going to be able to throw a lot of wild cards out there. So it's got me super excited. But where do you fall from a from a stat line perspective with Lamar? Like, what's your what are your way too early predictions on on what he ends up doing from a, from an individual statistics standpoint? Well, I think you just made a really, really good point, Jimbo, when you talked about how much better this team is at least on paper from a skill position standpoint than it even was in 19 when Lamar Jackson was unanimous MVP and led the league in touchdown passes plus broke Mike Vick's single season rushing record at the same time that's insane that is so insane Glenn yeah it's ridiculous and I think what what even I think what we can even talk about like like if you look at Pat Mahomes and I, I think this stat is interesting Pat Mahomes in 2019 the average length of his touchdown passes was 17 air yards. In 2019, that dropped to 13 air yards. In 21, that dropped to 8.5 average air yards for his touchdowns. In 2022, Jimbo, the average length of Pat Mahomes' touchdown passes traveled through the air 4.5 yards. Wow. So what that tells me is that if you have skill positions – 
that can take a short pass and turn it into a touchdown, it's going to make your quarterback numbers look really, really good. And yep. they didn't have that guy in 2019. You know, they had a burner take the top off with Hollywood, but he didn't he didn't take a, a, a four-yard pass, make a bunch of guys miss, and turn it into a 60-yard tutty. He didn't do that. It was right. air yards. It was it was it was Lamar and and you know a ragtag group. So if if this group, who we all expect to be far better, can take and make his numbers look even better than they were in 2019. I mean, that's the, I mean, the sky is the absolute limit for, for what Lamar's numbers could be. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's crazy when you, when you think about what scheme and talent around you can make your numbers look like. Uh, And I think this team's going to have both. My only question to you, Jimbo is, does it give you any concern and I think I know what you're going to say, that Baker Mayfield did have 21 interceptions to just 22 touchdowns in that 2019 season. So what you're asking me, Glenn, <laughs> what you're asking me. Is I'm just saying, compare- does the turnover, do you think the turnovers could rise, you know? Oh, no, I don't think so at all. I mean, look, based on the logic that you just outla- outlined for us, which I love. That is awesome. And ultimately, what that means is that if the ball's in the air shorter, less likelihood, in my opinion, at least, of an interception, right? Like, I feel like that gives the defense less time to play on the ball. Mm-hmm. And so if that – I mean, if you look at the way the, the pass catchers are constructed, it seems like that's the way the Ravens are trending. You still have Aguilar to take the top off. Really, all these guys can take the top off. But the goal is you get them on a slant. You get them, you know, quick passing. You let them do their thing. And so – if that's the case, I, I only can imagine that the the probability of interception goes down. You know, so I'm not concerned about it because Baker is not a good quarterback. He's just not good. He's not a, he's not right. good. So let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Lamar Jackson is among the best in touchdown percentage at 6.1 percent for his career. Patrick Mahomes 6.4. Yeah. So I mean, it's crazy. Lamar Jackson knows how to get the ball in the end zone. Yeah. He's a winner. He's it's a winner. Just, and, just and, and, and just think about this, yeah. Jimbo. J- Pat Mah, excuse me. Pat Mahomes threw forty-one touchdowns. Thinking Glenn last asking year. me about uh, asking. Oh, asking about Baker. About Baker Mayfield over here. Look, you know, I saw <laughs> a tee. I had to put the ball early, right on the tee for early you. Early on a you know? Saturday, on Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> that was a but listen setup, to this, man. Jimbo. <laughs> of the forty-one touchdowns that Pat Mahomes threw last year, only one traveled nineteen yards or more. Like wow. that is just it's just insane. And and I think you can watch it. I mean, look what Travis Kelsey does with the ball in his hands as a tight end. I mean, he's a freak of yep. nature with the ball in his hands. Yep. And I think you know, we have similar skill set talent with with likely with the ball in his hands. Mark Andrews is a horse. And then what can Zay Flowers do? We saw Rashad Bateman in flashes. OBJ has had so many moments in his career where he's turned something, you know, small into something bigger. So I think it's a very real, real possibility. Is my only thing is, can these guys stay healthy? Is is kind of the big thing, uh, if you know, as far as the success. But man, I, it's a, the only concern I have slightly is that if because when guys are winning, I don't think it's going to be a problem. But if there's a patch where where we maybe we struggle and the you know and we lose a couple games, there's so many mouths to feed. Do you get ever get worried? Mm-hmm that there's too many mouths to feed here in Baltimore because, it, it, like I said, his number one and number two targets got a heavy workload, and then it was a huge drop. 
to the third target share? Do you worry that there's too many mouths to feed? No, I, I don't because I think that ultimately the leader of these pass catchers is Mark Andrews. And Mark is, I mean, he answered the question himself. Like, do you worry about the same thing? He was, he said, no, I don't care. Right. Like, so I think Mark is the leader in this room. And I think he sets the tone, even though tight ends and wide receivers are in different position groups, whatever, like they're all pass catchers. They're all offensive players. I think Mark's Mark sets the tone for the, the team culture that is that is needed especially amongst that that room and and he's certainly a vet at this point he's established himself as an all pro so he has the respect uh, and he's earned it you know of the of these guys so i think he sets the tone um so i'm not i'm not worried about it and i mean look john knows what he's doing i think john knows how to manage a locker room uh and he's had to do so obviously for a long time so i'm not concerned about it i don't think we'll get any uh soldier tweets like uh hollywood brown yeah, I certainly hope not, because that, that's the the, uh, the the only thing you worry about when you have a bunch of expectations is that with those expectations, you can sometime end up with some disgruntled players. Yeah. Um, and you well, know, the only one. The, sorry, the only one I was going to say that that I would worry about is actually J.K. That's true. He's because been he's awfully done it in the vocal. Past. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, if, if there's a few games where. He's just not getting the touches he wants. I, I, if I, you know, if I had to think of someone that's going to speak up, it's going to be him. Yeah, no, I think that's, uh, yeah, that that's the mo- that's the highest probability right there is uh, J.K. But let's hope that he he finds. I mean, look, if he if he can replicate some of what we saw from Nick Chubb in this offense, then I think he'll be a happy camper, and we won't see too yeah. many complaints coming across Twitter. Uh, but that remains to be seen. But I, I ultimately, I think his yardage could increase. For Lamar Jackson, from a passing standpoint, I think his rushing yardage will go down. But I don't think his average per run, um, I I don't think it's out of the the realm possibility his average per carry goes up from the already ridiculous, what, 6.1 or 6.4 for his career. I think that number could go up because he's going to have so many more open lanes with how much more spread out this offense will be. So I think his passing yards go up, his rushing yards overall go down from the ridiculous 1,200. But I think his effectiveness could still be right there. My only thing is, can they keep those? I mean, he, dude, he only had six interceptions that year, Jimbo. That is such a low number. Yeah. That might be unrealistic to ask. But look, he's a good decision maker. And I think he's going to, we're going to finally have an OC that can scheme guys wide open in the passing game. So, hey, maybe he can keep those uh, those interception totals down. Yeah, I hope so. And, and I'll agree with you. Um, but the other thing, too, as far as the interceptions go, that could help. Not only does he have an OC that can scheme people open, I think he has an OC that just simply knows how to work with quarterbacks better. Like, I don't think Greg – I think Greg was the type of guy that was like, okay, just get me a competent guy that can follow the system. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he's already shown that in a number of places. It's just – it's his system that is very much the engine mm-hmm. of of the, the movement of the offense. But – this is my last question for you, Glenn. Way too early prediction here. Where does Lamar Jackson end up in the MVP voting? Do you see him, you know, you want to put your flag on top five, top three. Where do you see that being? Yeah, I mean, anytime Lamar Jackson is healthy, he'll be in the MVP discussion. You know, that's just, that, that's how I look at it. And for me, this season, look, I, I know I drink the purple Kool-Aid, but I think yep. this is a season where he is going to absolutely explode i think he's going to have a fantastic year i think he'll be he'll be in 
top three discussion of MVP all season. And to be honest, Jimbo, look, you people might say I'm crazy, but if he gets if he's healthy, I think he wins the MVP. hundred uh, percent, dude. He's got yep. he's got such talent around him. The 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 defense is championship ready. We know what special teams here are like in Baltimore. I think they got a championship coaching staff. The, the best home field advantage in in sport, I mean, in, in the sport, if you look at the numbers, from a number standpoint, we're, we're, we're the best home field advantage over the last 20 seasons. So wh- wh- why not expect this guy to be the MVP when he's done it before and I think his team around him is the best he's ever had? I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Let's go, man. I think he's uh, in the running, like just like you said, top three all year, and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he wins it. So that's so exciting. And, and honestly, if he caps this off with MVP, I think ultimately this ends up being a better year than 2019, even if he doesn't get the unanimous, but I think his statistics will just be even more impressive. So let us know yeah. what your guys' thoughts are. What are your expectations for Lamar Jackson? Uh, and uh, leave all your comments below, and we'll talk to you guys soon.